Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Leeds Book Club podcast. Um, I'm joined today with a very special guest star, a friend that I met on Twitter, I think nearly two years ago now, called James Schwartz, who it turns out is an author. And by pure coincidence, I happened to buy his book last week without realizing that I knew him. And as soon as the, uh, the link was made, I demanded that he podcast with us. So hello, James, and welcome to, uh, welcome to Leeds Book Club. Thank you. It's great to be here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. You you tweet and I think you blog as well. Is that right? Uh, yes, I have a I have a blog that sort of uh, collects my poetry and outings and whatever else I can throw on there. So all sorts of everything. That's right. Yep. <laughs> and you tweet under um, queer as poetry. Uh, yeah. Um... I, I tried to come up with a fun name, and so Queer as Poetry is sort of a spin-off of if everybody remembers a show called Queer as Folk, so I sort of got that from that, yep. Uh, well, I, I was hoping that there was a link to the show. It was one I really enjoyed. Obviously, you <laughs> loved it too. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't just write poetry. You're, you're also an author, and you have a book out at the moment um, called Growing... Well, I believe it's called Growing Up Gay in Amish. Uh, the Literary Party, Growing Up Gay and Amish in America. And that, is that straight prose, or is some of your poetry made it in uh, there as a well? A little bit of everything. I've got poetry, I've got prose, I have one fictional short story, and a couple essays. So it sounds like you've really committed to this writing, Lark. It does sound that way. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the moment, I'm working on a memoir, and I want to throw a few poems in that as well. Um, so that that's my project right now. But tell us a little bit more about the book. How would you describe it to someone who knew? I mean, obviously, the title for a lot of people, you know, it, it sets up images in your mind. But how would you describe it to someone who's totally unaware of what the Amish are and, you know, why it might be difficult growing up with your orientation there? Um, well, the, the Amish originally came from Europe, uh, the Anabaptists believed in adult baptism as opposed to the Catholic stance on baptism at birth. Mm. Um, and so today there's a, there's a large uh, Amish population uh, in America. They're very conservative. Um, they, they choose to shun electricity and technology and make their living off of, the, off of farm and, and factory work. Um, as for my book, it's a, it's a combination of poetry and, and writings. Um, I was always a bit of a rebel. Uh, I went clubbing at an early age, and I did drag, and so I, I wasn't a very good Amish boy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe, um, is it the Amish that have, is it called Rumspringer? That you're you're yes. sort of sent into the real world and you know told to to try everything out and then decide whether to to come home or not. Did you make it to that, or was your path fairly set earlier in life? <laughs> well, I can't speak for for other Amish, but for for me personally, um, it was clear set. I knew that I was gay, um, and I and you know you're sort of made aware of how things are early on. So I knew that to be true to myself, I would have to leave. Um, so I really didn't have any, the, there weren't until recently a lot of, uh, ex, ex Amish that were open about their, 
about being gay, and now there's a, I should mention there's a gay Amish support group now. What, do you know so, the, um, the web address for that? Um, it's, uh, they are on Twitter, it's, uh, LGBTI Amish, I believe. Um, I can tweet that to you. That would be awesome, thank you. <laughs> that. <coughs> so, um, as for the poetry, um, I, I have to say that I, I was inspired by a lot of England's poets. Uh, in, in addition to, obviously, Shakespeare, you have uh, Rupert Brooke. Yeah. Who's, who's absolutely lovely. I adore him. <laughs> um, can, can I ask who, who some of your favorite poets are? Oh, well, I'm, um, I'm actually Irish, living in Leeds, so I carry with me a lot of the, uh, the Irish ones. I love William Butler Yeats who sort of weaves the magical into the mundane very, very well. I think probably my favorite contemporary Irish um, poet at the moment would be Michael Longley, um, who he writes in a very sort of raw and impassioned way. And he has this way of making personal topics that you're, you're sure couldn't possibly relate to him. Um, <laughs> But, it, you know, uh, sort of going across the pond a little bit, Elizabeth Bishop, um, you know, I, I always really loved her stuff. And, and you know, for, for more of the English ones, I suppose Byron, Blake, Woodsworth, you know, they're the ones you kind of grow up with, aren't they? They're, for, for me, it's, it's uh, I think I find, I find one of the things I love most about poetry is that no matter what you feel in life, somebody else has felt it before. And if they're a poet, they've managed to make it beautiful and real and uh, and I think that's why I I like the classics as well because there's a sort of fearlessness there um absolutely and and I in Ireland you can also claim Oscar Wilde oh claim him god we practically <laughs> sell him out now there's like tickets for quotes <laughs> but he's I mean obvious obviously I you know I didn't grow up as a gay boy in America, but um, but I, I know of a, a lot of people who found Oscar Wilde to be such an inspiration. They might not want to live his lifestyle, but they, he really, you know, I have nothing to declare but my genius. I mean, this was not a man who was shy. <laughs> I should probably mention that um, that the library was, was, was my savior growing up. I mean, that's where I found the classics, and that's where I learned all the great poets and writers, um, and uh, maybe, maybe a lot of other Amish. I, I suppose they, they probably have library cards and whatnot, but unless you're into reading, yeah, you're not going to discover these people. Well, that and, was something I was curious about, because presumably there's not much talk about homosexuality you know, in, in a traditional Amish home, so you must have been discovering these feelings and uh, you know and all on your own so i'm hoping that you found books of solace that they were able to maybe provide a bit of an explanation was was that the case um yeah i, I think a few writers might have pointed that out to me um, <laughs> <laughs> and well when i discovered oscar wilde i suppose it's all over with isn't it <laughs> <laughs> damn seducer <laughs> How how is, I mean, you you said that you you left without you know obviously if I'm going into too much personal territory let me know but like how how was that how have you like 
are you estranged from your family or is it just a case that it's better for you to be apart or how has that worked? Um, well, for um, the rest of my family, they also love the Amish. Um, but and, and today, I, I guess I would call them your uh, tr- uh, Christian, yeah. Um, yeah. but not of the Amish. Yeah. Um, me, I, I was just discussing this with someone earlier today, and they had asked me what my personal religious views were now that I had actually left the Amish. Mm. And I guess um, agnostic or free thinker, um, I think most poets are, or a lot of them. Mm. Uh, um, but I, I didn't not like growing up Amish. I mean, you have the countryside, and they are very nice people. <laughs> so... I, I just spent a lot of time with books. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and some of us did that too, without without any reason. <laughs> Absolutely. And what? Where are you living now? What's what's your what's your setup now? Are you have you decided to stick with rural areas because they remind you of home, or have you dumped yourself in the big bad city? And I, I haven't ventured to the city yet. Um, I've d- I done plenty of room spring in the cities when I was younger. <laughs> I'm just like, Tells Mizzou, is that a real name? Did he just make that up right now? <laughs> Three Rivers as well, actually. That's the, These are like, these are very romantic sounding places. The sounding towns, aren't they? Yeah. I, and, and nearby we have a couple towns. There's Baroque and White Pigeon. <laughs> so yeah, this is very rural area. It sounds awesome. <laughs> Maybe a little quiet. Uh, several years ago, I actually, um, I, I was friends with a, a guy from England. And when he had come here, which is uh, southwestern Michigan, um, he, he kept uh, swooning. He, he kept saying, oh, it looks just like England. It looks just like England. I can't believe I'm not in England. <laughs> And you're like, yeah, get over it already, you're here. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking, wow, I'd love to be in England. (laughs) Uh, Have you got the travel bug? Are you you an international traveler or do you hope to be? I would hope to be, absolutely. I would like to, um, I would like to go to Switzerland, which is... Uh, the, the Anabaptists, they came from Switzerland and from Germany. Um, oh, so like tracing your roots or something. And are, absolutely, and that would and that would go to actually to burn Switzerland. So I would like to see that, and then I would also like to see France. But, you know, once you start on that list, you might as well just check them all off. <laughs> I know, once you're there, you might as well go everywhere, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. What about in the U.S.? Where have you uh, have you done a, a tour with your book? I'm not. I'm not sure. How did you? Um, is it self-published or did you? Did you? Do you have an agent? How does that work? Well, it's a. Uh, it's published by uh, In Group Press, which is an independent uh, LGBT press. 
um, from Chicago, and I've done some readings and uh, online social media promotion for the book. Um, Next up, the tour, huh? Okay. I'm sorry, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I can hear you. Are we, Are you breaking on your end? Okay, okay. I was just checking the sound. <laughs> no, no, I can hear you perfectly, honey. Okay. So what do you, what do you plan? I think I've forgotten what the question is. Oh, no, don't worry. I was just, I'm just wondering, like, where, where in the States do you hope to go? I mean, if you got the option to go anywhere, promote your book, or, you know, just explore art in, in other places, where would you go? Oh, um, well, here, here in the United States, I think I've pretty much been everywhere. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I mean, I've been out west, I've been down to Florida, I've been out east, and and through the Midwest. I mean, I'm pretty well traveled for here in the United States. So I guess that's why my eyes on Europe in the future. Ah, makes sense. I think we're getting- oh, absolutely. Isn't that grand tradition for the, the poet to do the grand European tour after his book of poetry is published? <laughs> yeah, to get inspiration for the second or one. I think we should bring back this tradition. <laughs> you should come visit Leeds. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what do you, I mean, what do you read now? Who are your, who are your sort of, you know, you've just, you've just finished this, you're doing the public, who do you read to relax now? Um, at the moment, I am reading a poetry anthology uh, called The Baltic Quintet which is poetry from the Baltic region. Um, and I'm also reading a biography of Truman Capote. Oh, another one of um, life's great characters. I, I, do like, I, <laughs> I, I do like reading a lot of uh, literary biographies. I've always enjoyed biographies. Oh, is that, is that kind of your, your go-to area then? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, I, I tend to read a lot of different things and just bounce around. So uh, so, sooner or later, though, I always come back to um, poetry and the classics. There's a reason they're called the classics, eh? Absolutely. Even I like Jane Austen. <laughs> Who doesn't? I love Jane Austen. <laughs> At the moment, um, I just I say again. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, P. D. James has written a book called um, "Death Comes to Pemberley," and it's like a murder mystery, but set with Elizabeth and Darcy after they get married from Pride and Prejudice. So I'm halfway through that, and I'm absolutely loving it. I'd really recommend it. She gets the tone just right. That sounds fantastic. Which is your favorite, Austin? Oh, I, I would probably have to say Pride and Prejudice. Absolutely. He's so perfect. <laughs> 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 um, 
It's amazing how many of my podcasts end in just a load of people going, God, I love Jane Austen. Me too, Mr. Darcy. I've like, I've definitely got a theme. (laughs) (laughs) No one does it better, I must say, than our Miss Austen. She's just so sarcastic, but so romantic at the same time. I love it. Absolutely. And you know, that's hard. That's, that doesn't translate very well into the films, does it? it her, her style of writing. They always yeah, seem I mean, to get, get really... The, the scenery just right and everything, but it's just her style of writing really doesn't translate all that well, I don't think. There was a, a BBC we... six-part series that was so good, but then that film that came out a few years ago with Kira Knightley, I was just watching it going, you're missing all the good stuff. <laughs> very true very true i need to uh i i need to catch up on some of some of the films that they've done with the classics it seems like every few years they bring out a, a big film on a on a bronte or an austin and i completely miss it <laughs> so i need to just have a marathon weekend and catch up on all these things <laughs> oh i have um i have two friends that we do that regularly we get together and we watch all the box sets so um, we've just worked our way through Downton Abbey in preparation for season three. I am so addicted to that show. Do you watch it at all? I haven't started yet. I'm afraid to get sucked into another show. Um, and, 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 and I know I'm missing Maggie Smith. I love Maggie Smith. I worship Maggie Smith. She is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and she gets the best lines in this. She is so funny. She, they've like made her even more Maggie Smith. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to watch it now. Definitely. I really <laughs> promise I'm gonna start watching it. Well, obviously, uh, uh, you I, mentioned I, one of my fav- one of my favorite films was the, the Lonely Passion of Judith Hearn. Oh, she killed me in that movie. <sighs> Have you ever seen it? Yes, but I, I think I've tried to watch everything that she's in. I mean, I've even watched the Agatha Christie made-for-TV specials that she was in. She's just... Her and um, uh, Judy Dench, I think, there's a reason why they've become such icons. You know, they brought such a warmth and humor to all of their roles, but they were really realistic women, you know? Uh-huh. I love them. <laughs> yes, I, and I love love her too I haven't seen a Marigold Hotel where the two of them are together apparently but I'd love to watch that I loved Ladies in Lavender and you know I love all of the films <laughs> yes I have, I have Ladies in Lavender and um, oh there was another one they did Tea with Mussolini oh that was so sweet is that the one that Cher is in and this, yes and all that gorgeous Italian countryside. Oh, I love that movie. All, the, all those gorgeous <laughs> Italian clothes. I want that movie. <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous Italian man. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm taken, so I have to behave myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah, totally. <laughs> Moving swiftly onwards, 
Um, you mentioned earlier about uh, about the Brontes, and obviously Leeds is in Yorkshire, so this is Bronte country, and um, and I'm always amazed at how many people inside of, of Yorkshire aren't maybe so aware, but internationally the Brontes are known and beloved. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite story? Jane Eyre. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? And, and you know, I did read recently filmed. I, I don't know if they filmed it on, on like the moors where the where the book set, but it was very good, very good. I'm glad they did a good job with that. Yeah, I, I'm a little. I don't know. I liked I liked the film an awful lot, but I think I loved the book and I know it so well. Again, you just spend your whole time going. I can't believe they didn't include that scene or they missed out on my favorite line. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Michael Fassbender, yeah, you know, he, that works, that works. Yeah. <laughs> A lot, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and our listeners at home are going, stop laughing and do a proper interview. <laughs> Mr. Darcy. <laughs> Darcy, right? So how did you spend your day? <laughs> it was very intellectual, I swear. We were discussing literature the whole time. <laughs> uh, do you write full time? I meant to ask earlier. She jumps backwards. <laughs> ritual there yes yes do you mind me asking how old you are you sound quite young to be writing a memoir uh i'm 34 you are quite young to be writing a memoir (laughs) that's very true that's very true um i i guess it's the, the gay amish um there's not a lot of voices out there at the moment yeah um so you know, hopefully one day there will be. But so at the moment, I'm gonna give it all, give it my all, and see where we end up. Yeah. Well, you have a very unique perspective on the world, and as you say, there might be other people there who share it, but they're not, you know, discussing it publicly. And and maybe it's like anywhere, somebody needs to shine that light, don't they, and get the ball rolling. And fair juice to you for taking Absolutely. it on. You know, it's a, a big responsibility. It's, 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 it's time. <laughs> it's time for the Amish to come out. 
<laughs> and I think we have our title. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, as you say, this is all consuming and it's taking up all of your time, but like, do you ever just have, you said you're, you've written a short story. Do you, have you had any ideas like in the back of your head and you're thinking at some point, I'm going to have to take a break and get this down, you know, a poem or, or a short story or something like that? Well, yeah, when I write, I tend to, I tend to work on it, you know, various things like a poem here, a short story there. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm concentrating on the memoir, but uh, at the back of my mind, I'm, I'm constantly thinking of what else I can do and, you know, what comes afterwards. And um, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, European travel might provide some material. What do you think? Well, I mean, there's a couple of places. I know we're a bit quiet on the culture front, but, you know, there's Florence, Rome, Nice, Paris... <laughs> Dublin, London, just a few, a little, like a couple of suggestions there, you know. <laughs> it's not that I'm really proud of being European or anything. <laughs> but yeah, it's a... Uh... Um, with your with your poems, are they? Because I've not I've not actually started the book yet. I'm hoping I'll be able to rope you in for another one once I've um, once I've read it. But with your with your poems, are they all sort of from your perspective, or do you find that you can, you know, tra traverse the terrains that you maybe would never normally get to? Oh well, that's a very good question, and I would say that most of them. Are from my perspective however there's a few that um, we'll just call experimental mm -hmm. so um, and there's a few sonnets and um, some Gertrude Stein type poetry <laughs> and I, I have to say that the sonnets are my favorite to write but they're also the most time-consuming and difficult to write I know I'm sure if, most poets would probably agree with that, right? Well, I was just going to say, I know, because you read so many of them in school. Like, we, we're all set Shakespeare sonnets, you know, and you read them, and he produced so many in such a short period of time. You know he's just, like, banging them out off the top of his head. And I, I would be up all night trying to get A to rhyme with B and that bloody rhyming couplet at the end. God, it's, it's their... <laughs> And and it is akin to torture. I actually think it's slightly a shame that they teach it so young because they make people frightened of poetry at a very young age, which I think is maybe not good. You know, we it's it's much more difficult to get into poetry at a later stage if you don't have a, a solid grounding. You know. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Um, and and. I know what you mean. It's like uh, getting A to rhyme with B. So you're A B. What, what's the C A B A B C D C D E F E F G G. Uh, yeah. <laughs> By the end, you're just like, okay, I really know my alphabet. Absolutely, and, and you know, I have to say that sonnets are, are best written on a winter's night. <laughs> really? It's a, it's a winter project. I'm telling you. I've learned this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I suppose a lot of the odes would be, you know, summer turning into autumn if we go by Keats. Hey, that's a good idea. 
<laughs> Maybe that that's what you should do now. Make like seasonal poems. Spring verse, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Christmas is music. There must be lyrics. And and, and summer's just for finding the inspiration. <laughs> Well, yes, I mean, that would require an equal amount of time, for sure. <laughs> oh, golly. Um, um, I had all of these carefully prepared questions, and then I started talking to you, and they all became ridiculous. <laughs> That's okay. We're allowed to be silly, right? <laughs> If we don't let ourselves be silly, no one else is gonna, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, are, um, given that you're a, a creative, you know, in terms of words and literature, do you love music? Oh, absolutely. I love all kinds of music. Who are you listening to at the moment? Um, at the moment, I would say, let me see. Oh, I had a list here of some things I wrote down that I was about to that I was about to check out, and I don't seem to have it with me. Ugh. Um, I like a lot of club music. I like trance music, um, but I also like classical music, uh, rock music, um, pretty much everything. And I love Madonna. <laughs> She's my idol. I mean, I'm from Michigan, and I support local talent, so... Yeah, you know, you. I mean, if only somebody would give her a shot, you know, that girl could do good. Yes, yes, that's very true. <laughs> Time is running out. I know, right? It's just she needs that one break, you know, that one person to take a chance on her. Maybe she can be an addition for American Idol or something, and they'll take her on. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, you know, she can dance, she can sing. It's it's all good. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the look on the judges' faces if Madonna strutted out, going, "Hey, America, I'd like you to give me a shot." <laughs> they probably they might do that. They would not. You know, they would not. They'd be terrified. I miss 80s Madonna though. I, I miss like when she was going through her Marilyn phase. I loved that. I love, oh God, that song I'll Remember and in the video there's like a, a bullfighter and stuff. It was just so romantic when I was growing up. In fact, I, I, think, I think my favorite, my favorite Madonna period would be the Truth or Dare period, the Blonde Ambition tour period. That was a good moment for Madonna fans. It was just, she Do just- something else. Oh. <laughs> I have to admit, I'm not gone on her political rapping. Ah, uh, American life. Yeah, that was that was not so much for me. Um, no, I'm actually, I haven't, uh, haven't heard any of the new album yet. I know it's out, um, and it seems to be, her touring seems to be quite controversial at the moment, but 
I haven't uh, haven't caught up. I'm getting old now. You know, you just don't keep up the way you should. I, I know. I, I don't hit the clubs the way I used to, so I miss a lot of stuff, you know? That's where all the good music is. <laughs> to be honest, the last time I was out clubbing by 10 o'clock, it was like, God, I'm sleepy. I have to go to bed. <laughs> I know. I'm getting that way, too. It's like, you know, 10 o'clock. That used to be when my night was beginning. I know. I think I just want to go to bed. Or you start thinking book. of stupid <laughs> things like... Boston. I know. <laughs> You know what, guys? It was lovely seeing you, but this music is really loud and I have to finish Sense and Sensibility tonight, so I'm going to head home. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like me. <laughs> Worst clubber ever. <laughs> Very true. Oh, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> oh, you keep doing this, and every time you say the name, I'm just like, ah. Mr. Darcy. I know. There's the swoon that comes with that. <laughs> Did you ever watch um, Bridget Jones's Diary? Um, no, I didn't. It's like a <laughs> modern. I'm one of the few people that have not read it. No, well, it's 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 like a modern retelling. Um, it's a modern retelling of Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same guy that played Mr. Darcy. That's Mr. Darcy. It's great. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, d I didn't know that. Yeah, um, uh, Hugh, what do you call him? Um, oh, God, the guy from Notting Hill. How can I have forgotten his name? Oh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, thank you. He's also in it. It's like a good eye candy movie. I'm gonna have to watch it. You're giving me all these movies and I'm gonna have to like make this list and have my weekend. <laughs> Structured. I, I just actually, I watched, I watched Gwyneth Paltrow in Possession. Oh, Based I... on the, on the novel, like, the, the novel's so good. I've, um... I can't remember the author, but... N no, is it, um, A.S. Byatt? Yes. I think yes. I th I've not read it, but I've seen it and I, I thought it was... I mean, I thought it was a beautiful film. Beautiful film, a really beautiful book. Um, and I've also read um, The Biographer's Tale. That's very good. Um, but other than that, those are the two books I've read by that author. And I really want to read more because it's it was very good. The Biographer's Tale was... I mean, it's one of those, my mum has always been telling me, you know, you have to read this, try this author, but because I travel between Ireland and here, it's like I can't carry it home and all that. But then for one of the book clubs, we um, we did, uh, there's a series of books called the Canongate series, and they're like modern retellings of myths. And A.S. Byatt uh, took on Ragnarok, which is the end of the Norse gods. And she wrote this totally strange bizarre little fairy tale kind of novella and it's absolutely fantastic and I I mean it's like drowning in words she just makes everything feel so vivid around you so I'm, I can't wait to read her novels I just haven't had the time unfortunately lately I, I know my, my book list is frighteningly long and I just keep adding to it I know, you'd kind of like to tell everyone, could you just stop, let me get caught up, and then you can continue writing. Because at this rate, I'm never going to get half of them done. 
though, as I've said, yours is next on my to be read list. <laughs> So, so of course, I'll be reading that book. Like, this is my summer reading list, and now this is my autumn reading list, and I might as well just start throwing books on a huge pile (laughs) and stop dividing them up into seasons because it does not work. (laughs) Um, I mean, I like it. It's very Stephen King, but, um, yeah, (laughs) I, I... operate about six book clubs now so I haven't chosen a book for myself in months I'm taking the month of Christmas off for for Christmas off and I'm gonna read stuff I want to read this is my goal I probably won't but I have a goal (laughs) (laughs) that sounds great (laughs) it sounds like it's never gonna happen People just keep coming up with really good ideas and I get sucked in and it's not my fault. I could say no, I can. I just don't. (laughs) And and then when you factor in series. Yeah, it turns out that the human body needs a lot less sleep than people think. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. I think I was tired all through school because I stayed up I never quite did the under the under the sheets with a torch thing, but you know, I came close a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I can see the temptation. <laughs> easily done, easily done, I think. <laughs> yes, and, and well worth it, of course. <laughs> naturally, naturally. James, I'm going to wrap this up, um, but thank you so much for, for joining us. I'm definitely going to uh, to collar you into doing another one of these with us in a few months when I, you know, get that book read and, and we're able to talk about it properly. But thank you so much for uh, for agreeing to be on. Well, thank you very much for having me. Not at all. <laughs>